Hey, this is Mary Bicknell. Welcome to Lead a Life Uncommon. This is for you if you're a woman business owner, female entrepreneur, and you've gotten stuck. You've hit some ceiling, an income ceiling, some time ceiling. Maybe you've lost your belief a little bit. Maybe you're not in love with your business. Or maybe you already are soaring in success, but you just want some new strategies, some new ideas. That's what we're going to talk about. Mindset, sales, strategy, planning, getting shit done so that you can ultimately do whatever the hell you want to do because you deserve to have a life and a business that you love. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi, good morning. It's always good to see you all starting to pop on. I hope you had the best weekend ever and it's Monday, the best day of the week. Okay. So I wanted to start with something. Um, I don't have it right in front of me. I don't know what I just did with that. I just had it. Yeah. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll wing it. I'll wing it ish. Um, so this morning I was doing some reading and my normal just kind of think time. And there was this common theme that came up that I thought, I wanted to share this with you. So I was reading the book by um, Dale Carnegie talking about like, stop worrying. And he was talking about really being you, the, your real self, right? And he gave all these different examples. And then there was an Emerson quote. Um, I will copy that and I will put it into the Facebook group for you. Um, and so I thought that was really like, that book is written I don't know, like 50 years ago or something. And he was citing, you know, I don't even know how long ago Emerson wrote the whole idea about like, you have to be yourself. You need to be the real deal you. And then um, something else, I was pulling cards every now and again. I have a couple different stacks of cards. So I randomly do stuff like this. Like, I, and if this is you and you do this, like, I know, right? Like, I'll take a book and I'll just be like, you know, let me just like, universal universe point me into it like i don't know the energy from whatever boom so anyhow i have a variety of different stacks um sets of cards people clients have given me people have given me this morning i pulled one out for you all and i pulled one out for me the one for you all was all about being an artist so I want you to really consider over the next week when you're creating your content, when you're working with your clients, how is it that your work can be thought of as art? And when I say art, I really mean it more as that creative expression. So it was so cool about the whole thing with Emerson and Carnegie, Dale Carnegie talking about really being yourself and then pulling that card and talking about, you know, being an artist. I So you are like no one else that's ever existed or ever will. And the, that you being you is what this time is, has been waiting for the way that you say things, the way that you show up, the way that your life experience have come together for your clients and for your own self and for your family and friends and the people that are in your world. And so when you think about, um, your work as like a creative artistic expression, we don't want to copy, right? We don't want, you know, we don't want a copy of the Mona Lisa hanging in our house or whatever, whatever it is. So think about that today. 
the other thing, my card was, and I swear, I swear, I just literally had them like literally right here as soon as, oh, actually here they are right here. <laughs> they were underneath my coffee cup. Mine says, so here's yours. The one that I pulled for y'all uh, was about being an artist. And then this one was for myself. I give myself, I give of myself in a way that is self-empowering and not self-depleting. I respect and honor myself in all ways. And when I pulled that card, I was like, how do I need to be showing up for my clients every day leading from example? And so I want to offer to you that you lead, for example, for your own clients in respecting and honoring yourself in all ways. So with that, let's get started. Who's ready to have some coaching? We're really today going to be focused on, of course, whatever you want, but I'm going to be focused on what are you feeling what are you thinking and what's your behavior? We're really going to today think about things through the results formula. And of course, I'll still answer all of, you, all of your questions and support you that way. Who's ready? Who wants to go first? Hi, Tara. Let me move you over. Hi, it's so lovely to see you. I feel like it's been a little while. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute or five. <laughs> yeah, or five months. No, um, nice to see you. Thank you for bringing me live. I've been, um, have your little private message that it's been rolling around in the back of my head on where I've been in my business. So I just wanted to pop on and give just a little update and, and ask a question about where I think maybe my next steps are heading sure. because I'm still, I think, in a little bit in contemplation mode if I'm going totally over to coaching or not yet. But I think, you know, where I'm at with my one-on-one -on -one client load, I sort of don't want to go any bigger than that. So how can I grow my business and, and you know, move forward in, in a way that, how do I want to say that's helpful, um, that will help the most people. So in the, in the modules, I got hung up a little bit on, um, like who your ideal client is. I, I, and then I <laughs> went on to the next video. And in the beginning of the next video, you say, if you haven't done the last exercise, go back and do it. So I've been like frozen on that. That's where I've been on in the, in the modules because I didn't want to move forward. But, but I think I'm, I, I talked about maybe the last time was just being a little bit more general in this sort of holistic space. Um, and what do people need? Um, so my question, I guess, after my big long preface is, can I move into a signature group program as my first delve into coaching? I think I'm coaching most of my clients, but this would be specifically skills coaching, um, like learning and practicing tangible skills in a group setting with the offer to you maybe move into one-on-one -on -one client work from there. Is that something I can do or is it, you, because I know a lot of coaches recommend doing the one-on-one -on -one coaching first and then that's the next step. So I'll stop there because I'm interested in evergreen models too. Sure. 
So, and all of those things, yes, yes, yes. And it's really about timing. So why do you think that, why do you think I've been coaching you on having higher ticket one-on-one to start with? Because it takes up less of your time. You don't have to have as big of a caseload. Right. And so then, because a lot of times, right, you already have a practice and trying to build out a group coaching program, like it takes time. And part of that time then is building your audience. So when you have the resources, um, the financial resource and the time resources by having more of a higher ticket, Mm -hmm. then you can start whether it's, and this is like, this is the next step, right? Advanced. It's not a discussion. I'm not going into Facebook ads in this foundational program, right? But some of the next steps are you have to build your, a bigger audience. And this is why, because when we look at conversion rates for a group practice or a group, excuse me, a group program, let's Mm -hmm. just easy ground number it. Okay. If, if the average conversion is between two and 5% of everybody who like signed up for your masterclass or whatever it is. And so, so let's just say five out of a hundred. So now we're like looking at how do I build an audience? Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you, how are you taking that in so far? I'm going to stop because I can I'm see I'm laughing over here because I'm like, oh, what is the thought that I'm having? Okay. I'm immediate thought is I can't do that. My immediate thought is I can't do that. I can't build that. I can't build an audience. This Why is, is that? Why is that your immediate thought? That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I think there's some vis- visibility um, issues yeah. here. Right. So this is where that, where the, so let me just finish with this part and then let's get back to some of this mindset stuff, right? Because this, your, what your experience is is totally normal, right? And so I want you to think about, let's just say you had the hundred people and it's October and you sold five people. Yay. But let's say it's a $2,000 program. So that's 10 grand. Yay. And maybe over in your private practice, you're cranking on a hundred or 200. So you're at 300 grand. Yay. Next month, November, where's another hundred people coming from? right? So we're building an audience and we're not just building for today. We're building. So when I do a masterclass, I'm not just trying to quote, sell people today. I'm looking at, oh, you know what? Sometimes it takes people time. It's okay. So I'm, I'm, when I'm in it, I'm also thinking about all those future people I get to, you know, be gifted to work with. So that's kind of the process. So it's not a no, don't build a group program. All of you, I all want you all to like really consider leveraging your brilliance and serve more people, have a group program and then turn it into evergreen. But that is a process. If it was like a fast process, I'd, I'd be, I'd give it to you guys. It's it, but you have to, there's zero getting around building an audience. So let's get back to that moment for <laughs> Cause I know all your colleagues are nodding, I'm sure. Right. So tell me a little bit about the thought of when you said, I can't build, I can't do that. Tell me more about that. Yeah, I think, well, that was the immediate thought. So that's not great because I, um, I obviously can do that. Why won't I, or what is the fear or hesitation? And it's probably fear of judgment of, Um, yeah. And then some inadequacy, like imposter stuff still, it comes up, I guess. Like, who am I? Who are you? Yeah. I'm Tara and I came here to serve and I want to help people. And I just, I need to let my, um, heart lead and not my mind. 
And what do you think that would look like, Tara, if you allowed your heart to lead? Because you have a, just an amazing, big, beautiful heart, and you you have you have the deepest desire to help people. That has been a clear as crystal the whole time we've been working together. So that there's there's a big old rock in the way of that, just like that clarity of you being able to show up. So what does that mean if you could lead with your heart? Yeah, I think I just need to drop in. I convince myself of, because when I'm in interaction, when I'm in it, it's just like, okay, yeah, this is, you know, it's in, uh, I'm in flow, right? And of it's- course. Yeah. And, but, but when I'm not, I'm thinking about all the things I'm like convincing myself of, you know, I don't know or whatever. There's some visibility stuff. Like I won't get into it like that. It's like physical visibility stuff that's related to some other things that I've got that I've been focusing on, but, but it's also just limiting and and it, it doesn't need to be that way anymore. Okay. And so when you think of it from that place about how you can get yourself into that flow state, that heart space where you're speaking from your heart, wanting to help people, because right when we're in our, our mind space, what I hear you saying is that's when the doubt comes in. That's when the, like, do I know enough? Am I enough? And you know, the imposter stuff, can I help people? Can I literally even help people? Right. But then, you know, yeah. like the truth is obviously you can't. Yeah. I think I've convinced myself that I can't and without getting into it, dealing with a chronic illness, um, the fact that it's chronic, it, I think I developed certain thoughts and beliefs about myself because of that. mm -hmm. Right. So then it's translated to all areas, a real big hurdle to move past regarding mindset work. Um, what if your chronic illness is the very thing that your ideal client want to be able to be a part of? Yes. That's so interesting. I've been so resistant to pinning myself into that being a, an area of expertise. Like I don't want to spend the rest of my life in chronic illness, but maybe this was given to me as a gift so that I can help people out. Do you know? I don't even mean helping people who have also a chronic illness, unless that's, I just mean that you're like showing up. Mm-hmm. And being that strong warrior, that strong person that's like leading from her heart, even in the midst of having a chronic illness, because your deepest desire is to help people. I think if you just sat with that a little bit yeah, hmm. and, and not to be like, look, I, you know, I have a chronic illness and, you know, you know, not like from mm-hmm. that place, but like mm-hmm. my, vi- my mission is so big that I'm not allowing circumstance, i.e. chronic illness and whatever, we all have a circumstance. Yours is a chronic illness. What's a circumstance? You get to decide how you want to think about that. Yeah. But leading from that perspective of even me, not like even me with a chronic illness per se, but even like we all have something. Yeah. How do you think that would be of the greatest service to your ideal client? For them to know that, or for just even this, that shift in mindset for myself, I think is super helpful. Like my mission is too big. I came here to serve. Like, these are all things that I like, just really feel deeply. I know. And it doesn't, it feels really out of alignment to not act on things. Right. Um, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So even just for myself, that's a helpful shift to show up. Um, and then maybe as visibility and, and that becomes more natural sharing, you know, part of the story, just 
Yes. So people know who I am. Yeah. Okay. Right. So the visibility okay. piece, well, that's the next piece. So tell me a little bit about what you feel called to do now that you've had this mindset shift. That would be an inspired action step. Yes. I feel like the right answer is to do something that it puts me out there visibly, but that also triggers me. <laughs> and what if triggering happens to be part of it until it just isn't part of it anymore? And it is, isn't it? It is. I mean, isn't growth, no matter whether it's visibility or the work that you do with your clients, right? They're going to be triggered, mm -hmm. right? I, I know I trigger the shit out of some of you guys, right? Because I press you, yeah. but that's like also part of the growth mm -hmm. is the triggering, right? To work through that. So yeah. what if you allow yourself to know with loving kindness, you know what? visibility. It's a little freaky for me right now. And this is part of the growth If I, my mission out here is bigger. So let me shine the light out here and not just be up here. Mm -hmm. So I think I know what my inspired action could be. If it doesn't have to be live, does it have to be alive? It does not have to be. Live. <laughs> okay. Okay. There's been something that I've been wanting to do. That's a, a, a service sort of like community service, humanitarian effort, if you will. Um, and I can make little videos and those could be. Um, yes. put out. Perfect. I would love for you to share your very first one I inside our share. Facebook group. Right. I and when do you want to have that done by? I'd like to do that this week. I'd like to have at least my first video recorded. Um, it will be an, an emotional first aid series using energy psychology techniques. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Well, we're all going to look forward to it. Okay. Thanks good for that you. accountability. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll move you back to attendee. Wow. And so it's very um, normal, right? Where we all, when we're doing something new, I mean, we should feel a little challenge. We can be excited. And it's really mastering that emotional state of, are we excited? Or is this like, is this nervous energy that is like, comes with growth? What if that's really what it is? Hi, Shara, let me move you over to panelist. Right, what if that's part of it? That's part of that beautiful process to be able to do. There you go. I got your video ready. Hi. Good morning or good, good afternoon. Morning. I, I don't yeah, know. It's, I guess it's morning there. where you live, right? It's still morning here. Um, I just wanted to say thank you to Tara for her share. I think that was really meaningful to me. Um, I kind of have been having a hard time showing up lately. Yeah. Um, and even getting on camera here is hard today. Um, so I guess kind of, I guess getting my energy back and I'm working on mindset stuff right now. Um, and I think I just really got off track. So um, I'm looking at my ideal client again. Um, and so I, I thought about um, when I messaged you the other day, do I... Uh, do I narrow or do I go bigger to help find clients? Do I get more general? And so I've kind of been stuck in that because I had got calls about 
um, life coaching or business coaching as opposed to weight loss stuff. Um, but because of circumstances, I started hiding again. Um, and so uh, in looking to stretch myself, I thought, do I just really go there? And um, so I, I kind of want your opinion, like, do I narrow and say, like, VSG community in terms of weight loss? And do I market toward specifically queer market um, or alternative lifestyle, um, that community? Um, and uh, also kind of putting in... Um, like some cannabis stuff even um, to use it like as appetite suppressant or pain management stuff. Cause I have a lot of background um, in that from the science standpoint. Um, or do I open up and go more general? Um, just what do you want to do? What if you gave yourself to permission to like legit do what you want to do? without worrying with, with like the knowing in your heart and your soul, like it's going to work out. I create what I want and it always works out. And there's no limit to the amount of clients available for me to support. What if you knew that, what would your decision be? I'm going to be honest. I just really am having a hard time getting on camera and doing anything right now. And I just don't want to be stuck, but I feel like showing up like I am today. It's a wreck. And you're a wreck. Why? Um, I'm letting stuff get my head. I have several, I have a lot of loss that happened in the last couple months Yeah, (laughs) and it just, um, showing them on camera for some reason since then I just can't get my energy back and I don't really know it's just hard being seen right now Mm -hmm. what if you didn't have to be seen right now what if you took a little bit of time to do some healing I mean I know you have a private practice that that pays your bills I assume correct yeah so You know, one of the things I know we've coached on before is being your own best client. And part of that, I believe, is learning that, that, um, giving yourself the time sometimes that we need just as normal humans to just like heal. And, and what if you just allowed yourself to go through this process, your grieving process without doing a bunch of other things, because how much, so and you don't have to answer this. This is just a thought, right? For, to help you kind of think through things. Like how much do you have external things be a distraction because maybe internal stuff, right? The stuff that the healing, the grief, the mindset is challenging on some level. And so what if you just gave yourself some time and said, I'm going to allow myself to put this all on the back burner for whatever it is, a month. And I'm going to really take great care of myself. I'm going to serve my, my private practice people because it pays my mortgage. And I'm going to sit with allowing the feelings to feel and work, allow that and not distract yourself, not force yourself to do something. I, 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 and I agree. I'm, I'm really struggling with like 
like stuff distracted me and taken away from my goal. And I don't want anything to take that away. Um, and I've tried to pace myself. I mean, you know, I like I've, I've been gone for a couple months. Right. And then and, you were in there 90 to nothing. And, and, and instead of this all or nothing, right. Cause that's not sustainable no matter what it is. It's not sustainable business, life, weight, working out relationships, like that shit is not sustainable. And so instead of just being like off on instead, like what is like allowing yourself to try and learn to experience these, like moving forward, just step-by-step, not 90 steps, not like jumping. Right. Cause I know you're a go-getter and when you put your mind then, but there's a difference between massive action as a distraction and moments in our business and our life where massive action are required. I don't know if it's required for you right now. Only you know that. So I'm curious, is it required right now or is it a distraction? I, and I mean, I don't guess required. I just, and I really feel like when we don't put it, if you don't have it in the forefront, it's like, it's almost gone. And so like, I've got to be looking at it every day to keep my belief, you know, strong yeah. and my desire strong. And, and I really noticed like being gone the last, I think it's been about three months that I wasn't here consistently and like it just moves back and I'm so not disputing that but that's the point it was like three months off now like going 90 to nothing so it's about I want to offer like take how are you living your life and with your health journey that probably is not maybe it historically has been but probably now less it, it's not on and off there's some consistency even if you fall off the wagon a little bit right So that's what I'm talking about consistency, but not massive, like on and off. So how could you mirror for your business, things that you're doing in your life for your health? And I kind of started doing that because I feel like I got more back on track kind of the end of the month. I want like doctor stuff. And so I, I did some social media about like healthcare and like, what results do you want? And so I can do like small things, I guess, like that. Maybe not post as much, maybe once here, a few emails. Is that kind of what you're? That's exactly what I'm talking about. So that you're, that you're, like you said, you know, it's not all or nothing. It's not three months gone and then, you know, 90 to nothing. It is consistency while other stuff is happening in your life. Because we all know when you completely fall off that like gearing back up, God, that takes so much freaking energy as opposed to just consistent energy where it could just be one post a week and one email and allowing yourself to be like, that's good enough right now. After all the things that have been going on in your life, knowing that consistency wins the game in the long run, then on and off. How are you here? How are you receiving that? I mean, it's good to hear that from you. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I kind of have the mindset um, in looking at 
the program that it's like it's got to be like that one thing and it's got to be anchored in and that has to be your focus um and and i've got to pace myself and have more balance yes so here's the thing back to your ideal client I asked you the question, if you can make a decision with the knowing that whoever it is that you decide you want to work with, that there's more than enough of that perfect ideal client, that best client for you, and it brings you joy and it's work you can do and you know you can help people get results, like who is that person? Well, they, they look like me in some way. Yeah. Uh-huh. So why are you doing all, even entertaining this other stuff? I don't understand. I guess because a lot of that stuff I have experienced in those different areas. Have you heard this saying, just because you can doesn't mean you should? Yes. Right? So there's some stuff I can talk about all day. We all can because we're all like brilliant people, right? Or Because we're all like, we you know, collectively, like we're peers. We're all like the same. So there's plenty of things we all could talk about that is not relevant. What's relevant is what do you want to talk about? What do you want to build a business on? That's the pertinent thing. The rest is just a distraction. So so people who look more like you. So I want you to sit with that, with the thought also, there's more than enough people looking like me, living the life that I'm living, that need my help the way that only I can support them. And just sit with that for a little while. Because what could come up is that our tricky, tricky brain will be like, yeah, but you know what you could do? You could also talk about business. Your practice is successful. You know, and it's that, and And then just catch your tricky brain and be like, hey, tricky brain, I know what you're doing. You're distracting me because if I make the decision to be all in on this population of people, this niche, this whatever, you know, this best ideal client, that means I'm all in. And is there fear around being all in? Sometimes when we don't make a decision and stick with that ideal client, and we get sidetracked, it's because there's something behind the like, oh, if I just, if I say yes to this, what will happen? Oh shit, will it work out? Will it not work out? What if I win? What if I succeed? What if I fail? And what do people just, like all that stuff comes up. So that is sitting with the decision and allowing your tricky brain to start telling you stuff, write that stuff down. Does that make sense? Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for showing up today. I think this is applicable to everyone, right? And it doesn't even matter what it is. It could be around your clients. It could be um, around losing weight. You know, it's like, I'm going to go on a keto diet and your tricky, tricky brain is like, but you really, but, but an apple, an apple's good. They say an apple a day keeps the doctor away. So maybe I shouldn't do keto. So it's about making a decision and trusting yourself that your decision is the right decision. I did a podcast. um, And I think the name of it was something like make the decision ahead of time that the decision that you make is the right decision and then make that decision, the right decision, (laughs) right? Like that's all about saying like, 
make a decision, but first make the decision. I trust myself. So whether it's decision A or decision B, I'm going to make that freaking the right decision and then get to work. Put on your blinders, let go of all the distractions. So whether this is making a decision on visibility, your ideal client, your best client that you want to work with, you know, going on a keto diet, um, like moving to a different, I mean, it, like really everything. Maybe you don't like where you live right now. I have had clients that they like hate literally where they live. And I'm like, why aren't you moving? It doesn't even make any sense. You can afford it. You don't make the decision or make the decision. I'm staying where I am and I'm going to love it. Don't stay where you are and hate it. It's the, so that's how our tricky, tricky brains work. They're so fascinating, right? Give yourself the opportunity to live in the fascination of you, right? You guys, you all are so fascinating. Okay. Who's next? Questions, comments? Hi, Tammy. Let me pop you on. Hi, good morning. Morning. How's it going? It's going. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of dark here. It's a super bright sunny day, and that's coming from the back windows here. Um, Shara, I totally understand, and I feel um, what you've been going through because I too have been kind of sort of plugging through, pushing through, um, but not taking any real big leaps. Um, situation has come up and, um, and it's with my, um, relationship program. A little bit of a backstory. I've been seeing him as a individual client, um, and he's been wanting to work towards the relationship coaching with his wife. Um, so I've had two meetings with them together. So they are disaster couple. Um, so the first meeting, it just gets into yelling matches and then it's like, whoa, stop. Like we're here for this, you know, diffuse it at the end. It went all great. And then I saw them again last week because he was saying the relationship is like going really well and he's really hopeful. Um, he'd like to bring her back in to talk more about the program and stuff like that. So I saw them, and again, it went off rails. Um, at the beginning, I set boundaries saying, I'm not your therapist. Um, I'm here as a coach looking at the program. Um, like I set those very rigid boundaries right at the beginning. Um, and she goes, oh, good, we need a referee. And I said, no, <laughs> I'm not your referee. <laughs> yeah. um, so... And then it got into, she's going through trauma therapy right now. And he has said that she's totally done a 180. He doesn't even know who she is anymore. He loves her. He wants to try, yada, yada, yada. And he feels as though all of this trauma therapy, she's now projecting onto him. So anyways, um, she got into name calling and I called her out on that. As she's saying, she doesn't like to be called names. 
she's calling him names when I point that out. And then she got into about four agreements. Like, do you know about four agreements? And I'm like, yes, I do. Uh, the book on the four agreements. And then she's talking about assuming. And then she started projecting a whole bunch of stuff on me. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa stop. Um, you're projecting onto me. You were just talking about the four agreements. And you're doing a lot of assumptions right now. And you don't know me and I don't know you. And, you know, and then I talked about a little bit about the program, about communication, breaking things down, yada, yada, yada. And then she started just attacking him again verbally. And then he got mad, called her names, and it went into a gong show where, and then I inserted some humor. I'm like, I wish I, wish I could whistle to say, okay, enough, go to your corners. Like we're coming back on track. Anyways, by the end of the whole thing, um, she was thanking me. I said, okay, like you guys are not compatible. Everything that I'm hearing from you you want to proceed with the separation. You're already living apart. And what you just told me is you want to get a divorce. And she's like, yes. And then she's like, thank you so much for creating a safe space for me that I can be honest. And because she's been giving him so many mixed messages, like I love you, blah, 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 you know, and then next week it's a long show. So able to say, okay, you're not the right fit for the program. And from the sounds of it, you're moving forward for divorce proceedings. Yes. So like I said, at the end, she was all wonderful. He had left because he was angry just because she does this nonstop. And yeah, she gave me a big hug. Again, thanked me for, you know, allowing that safe space to happen that she could be honest with her feelings about not being in the marriage anymore. Okay, that was good. Then come a few days later and I'm getting these incredibly nasty emails from her saying that she was assaulted by her husband afterwards. Oh, they were going to go shopping after this meeting. And I have said, like, are you sure that's a great idea with the heightened emotions that just happened? No, 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 we're friends, we're adults. They're in their late 50s, okay? Um, we can do this. My, if you're sure, yeah, we're sure, we're good, we're good. And then anyways, and then I got saying that she was assaulted by her husband after and how dare I put her in that position? I didn't ask her if she was abused, you know, like just projecting all this stuff on me. <clears throat> and I was traveling and I said, like, thank you for the information. I'll read your emails when I have more time, but I can give it some, you know, some, yeah, more quality time on this. Then it was like, you're just giving me lip service, blah, blah, blah. I ended the conversation. Again, she's not my client. It was a casual meeting. She was a guest of his. So that was that. Then the email started again this weekend. Saying she's gone to the RCMP. Uh, she's put a complaint in against me. She's talked to victim services, um, social workers at the women's shelter, and they're all in agreement that I'm terrible, I'm horrible, I need to take courses, I'm doing more damage and harm. And that I created the situation in which she was then physically and sexually assaulted, la, 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 la. So after, I had also noticed that she started following me on Instagram. So right away, I, I don't know, I kind of blocked her. I got her to unfollow me because I'm like, great, I don't need anything like that. So, and then the second barrage of emails demanding money back for his session. Like, it was just 
total gong show. So, and I'd spoken with my supervisor group about it. And he said, well, do up a, an email. And I just stated facts. This is what it was. This is what you said. Reaffirming, I'm not your therapist. You're not my client. Please seek help with your own therapist and psychologist. Right. Anyway, so now she's just sending me these emails, which now I've blocked her. Um, so now I'm hesitant to go out there live or even post things about the program, afraid of the lashback. Because now she's going after me in court, she says that anyway so so tell I'm me afraid. what your question is Tammy I'm afraid now of getting out there how do you handle or what do you do or have you been in a situation where um potentially it could blow up in your face just with comments and stuff like that now my son said mom you you will come in your line of work you're going to come up with some crazy um, but how do you manage yourself? How do you keep going and pushing forward with this kind of looming potential? Yeah. So first of all, all, all that, that she can be blocked and all of the comments can be removed. Yeah. So, so at least on the like forward facing business front, yeah. that's, that's, that's ability to be handled. So clearly she has some personality dysfunction, right? And uh, I mean, we could all like give her a little diagnosis right now, just based on <laughs> all this behavior. That's not question, not within the question. So let me ask you this, you know, and let, let me, let me refer back to your question was how do, how do I handle this or how, how can I support you in handling this? Um, one is, have you ever come across a borderline this? client, a borderline coaching client? who's attacking you personally or like professionally. So it's not even, so let me just really clearly state this. Okay. So I just, this is for all of you. And I know some of you are, you know, listening, here's the truth. We're dealing with people. And so there's a continuum, whether it's a borderline person, or even what I just said a few minutes ago, that I trigger you all. Right. And that, you know, sometimes I get the like, well, you said this and this was upsetting. And I'm like, you know, part of my job is to like press y'all and to trigger you a little bit. Right. So that's part of our businesses, whether we're coaching or whether we're therapists, well, therapists quote less so, but you know, but certainly as coaches, we're, we're pressing people to move to their highest into their highest self. Um, so it's taken some personally, it's, you know, there's times that I have to really historically, not anymore so much, but historically it took a lot of management of myself not to take things personally and not to overanalyze. Did I say the wrong thing? I never think that anymore. And the way, the reason that I don't think that anymore is because I trust that I'm not trying to fuck people. I am not trying to steal their money. I'm not trying to screw their heads over and I'm trying to be manipulated. I am literally just doing exactly what my, I said I would be doing. And I can't be in control of other people's reactions to that, period. I'm not my offer. I'm not my business. Even though I just talked at the top of this as a creative expression. And so 
that's part of this is that how are you allowing yourself to not have somebody else's negativity impact you and the work that you do, right? And how is it that you are allowing yourself not to make that mean something about yourself? Or are you specifically also talking about the quote, fear of showing up? Um, well, it's the twofold. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's twofold. I never like I've had like all of you, all of you. So thank you for sharing this. And I'm so sorry Mm -hmm. this happened and this is crappy. And this is like all of our worst nightmares, right? Malpractice, Mm -hmm. having a crazy person show up in our office and freak out all that, like all of that stuff. Like, and it's part of working with people Mm -hmm. period. You could just be a checker in Starbucks and somebody is pissed that you just didn't do their latte. Right. And you know, we see this right in the world. It's like, and then somebody's getting shot in the head just because the latte sucked. Like there's a moment where we have to just like really separate from the work that we're doing purposefully with a high mission and the reality we cannot control other people, period. The and sh- and I think ahead. that's it. I mean, and that's the way I usually am. It's like, well, you know what? I um, looked over everything that I did. I've walked through it. I'm like, I did nothing. And it's her own stuff that she's projecting on. Of course it is. Right. That's And like, I know that. And I think it was just more so just starting to become a more of a public figure. That has nothing to do with it. So don't make this. So don't take a circumstance and make it mean I shouldn't show up. Well, and that's what I was wondering. So about just blocking, removing comments. I block people like all the time. Okay, okay, I'm letting you know. I block people <laughs> all the freaking time. Yeah. Uh, like several times a week. This is not an okay. exaggeration. Let me give you an example, whether it's somebody in the Facebook group, which I am closing. Um, and there's a strategy behind the reason I'm closing. Da, 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 da. I can share that with y'all another time. It's not a problem. But I'm closing it. And you know, I use that at everyone. And people are like, stop screaming. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I just let that shit go. Yeah. I don't care. I have zero attachment to it because it means nothing to me. Just like you said, that woman doesn't know you. Mm -hmm. She knows nothing about you. Mm -hmm. So it's all her shit. It's nothing to do with Tammy. Zero period, nada. Just like Mm -hmm. when I trigger clients, it has nothing to do with me. You all see that I'm no different, whether you're one-on-one or publicly, like it's all the same. So you, you all know what I'm like. Just like your clients know, just like all of you who are watching and listening, your clients have said yes, because they've seen you. Part of our relationship with people will trigger them. We have to just know that. Additionally, showing up and marketing will trigger some people. You have to just know that that's part of this. You can't hide. And, 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 you know, Tara was saying, I don't want to show up. I'm a, you know, imposter syndrome and what are people going to say people are going to say shit that we have no control over so just like i'm not attached to clients who are like oh my god i love you yeah you have made more money i feel better i'm stronger all the great things it's not that i don't want to hear that of course i want to hear all of that from you all i don't make it mean anything just like i don't mean make it mean anything when somebody's like stop spamming neither of those things impact how I'm showing up. Mm 
because my mission is stronger than those things. So I want to reconnect you Mm -hmm. with the mission, the work that you want to do. And are you willing to be able to show up with the knowing Mm -hmm. that you're being judged whether somebody says something out loud or not? And I, and I know that, and that's usually my personality. I think it just kind of on the top of everything else. It was just one more thing. Well, I want you to think about, is it your personality or is that just a thought, right? And is that a thought that's helpful? This is just how I am. I'm somebody who like worries, like, is that, how is that a helpful thought? Well, I just meant more so my personality is usually, and I tell people straight up, my job, my mission is to trigger you because then that's when we can get to meet of things. Yeah. And so I am more um, similar personality yourself straight up. And this is what I told her at the beginning. I'm straight up. I tell you how I see it. And then it's funny how people say, Oh good. That's exactly what I need. La la la. And right. Everybody is like, I need a good ass kick and marry. And I'm like, and then when you do it, then they they're like, on I you. Know, what are you talking? It's like, and said that you're the most horrible thing in the world. And Here's the thing. How many people have really ever said that in a career? I mean, you've been doing working with humans for a long ass time. Yeah. It's been twice. <laughs> this latest one and one before. Right. So we're making yeah. a, like, and how many hundreds of clients have you had other than these two people? A lot. Right. So I know. Right. So it's your tricky, tricky brain saying, see, there you go. Here's proof. And it's not proof at all. It has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. I think it was more, it's okay. And like my son said, you're in the realm of people and there's going to be crazy. But here's the thing, right? But you've known that for decades. And it's okay. It's It's okay. But here's the bigger thing I want to get back to. And so this is for all of you. In that moment where somebody's losing their shit on you and you're like, hey, stop. I'm curious why you didn't say we're done completely. You need to go. Because at that time in that session, they kind of blew up and then they calmed down. And then I said, okay, you know, and then like it was good during the session. Like at the end of it, we worked through some things. And it was after. That's why I think just like it was so twisted afterwards. So when I sent that email that my supervisor suggested just stating facts. Right, of course. Mm-hmm. This, 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 and this. It was, yeah. And then she again twisted it and yeah, lip right. service. So the, it's the kind it. of thing that no matter what you say, that this was exactly. writing on the wall that you didn't know yes. was running on the wall when this person quote, walked into your office, so to speak. Correct. And so now, and that's when I say, okay, like I sent this out and then she's like, oh, one more comment. I was looking on your website. You say this, you say that you're full of shit, your trauma is, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that's when I didn't even read, actually, I didn't even really read the emails. I skimmed over them. And then I just stated facts. And then after that one more comment, I was like page long. Right. Right. I, I there's nothing her. that you can, there's like, there's, there's, and that's exactly, there is nothing more I could say. Anything more is going to be defense and I'm just fueling the fire. So that's when I decided I'm blocking her from emails. Block her completely. So now yeah. let's get back into, for you to, to not allow this to derail you mm-hmm. from your business. Yeah. 
So what is it that you need to work on? Or what is it that, what, what is an intentional thought that you can embrace that allows you to feel the feeling of like, I'm moving forward and this will pass. Um, well, it's kind of been my mantra for the last three years and it is this too shall pass. And I'm that person that's always looking next, moving forward, next, next. So I am taking this month. We have some huge things coming up this week in the next week and a half. Um, and then I told you I'm going away for a couple yeah. nights at spa. And that's the time I'm going to use to kind of like restore, get my energy back, refocus, and then come back out ready to go, have some topics, make some videos, do some workshops. Like that's my mission this next right. yes. week. Well, by the end of the month to have a solid plan. Yes. All I've right. been derailed for a long time and it's exhausting. I mean, that's enough. <laughs> Yes. And yeah. that's so for you and for everyone who's listening, right? It's like those things that are derailing you is a priority to eliminate. It goes back to the whole clearing the clutter. And even if it's untangling previous decisions that you've made, all of you, I'm speaking generally, that, that you have to reevaluate and be okay with saying, I've changed my mind. And then also be willing to deal with whatever consequence or fallout will happen when, when we change the record, right? We're in a dance with life and with people. And when we say, I'm sick of this damn song, I'm changing the record. And, you, and people are used to you moving in a certain way, there's fallout. So when you go away, and this is for all of you, even with Shara and all of you, when, when you're sitting with yourself, this is the moment to really, really ask yourself, what do I want? And be willing to pay the price to get it. And the price does look like sometimes there's going to be people in your life that won't be there anymore. There's going to be times you have to say no. There's going to be times where you say, I made a decision and you know what? This didn't, this is not actually working out. I need to make a different decision and be willing to walk that path. So enjoy your spa because you know I love a good spa weekend. Keep us posted. Thank you for sharing. We'll be thinking about you. I know your colleagues like will jump in. I'll put you back to um, attendee. Um, all of you, we've all had this like moment, right? Where this is kind of our, and I have a few minutes for one last, um, raise your hand. We all have that moment, right? Where it's like, we, we have the, the, um, the wall up as clinicians. And as we shed that and we show up visibly, then, then of course, you know, there's going to be somebody that's coming out of the woodwork and whether it's as extreme as somebody who's clearly like clearly has a personality disorder or somebody who's just like, stop spamming me, or I don't like the way you said that, or I can't believe you're being so unprofessional because you said shit the other day or whatever it is. What is it that you want in your life? And how are you giving yourself permission to have that? Even though you may never have given yourself permission to like, like claim it, own it, have it, 
how can you not have, how can you separate yourself from what other people are saying? Because people are saying stuff about you, whether they say it out loud. So then it becomes, are you willing to be the real deal you and have your voice heard and your mission out there? How much can you eliminate distractions from listening to yourself and feeling the feelings? You know, I mean, when we learn to feel our feelings, they get released. We're changing our neurobiology. This is the process. Anybody else have any questions or comments or need coaching today? This feels like a very definitive theme today, right? The theme feels very strong about outside circumstances, our reaction to it, giving ourselves permission, making decisions about what we want to do, and acknowledging sometimes that shit is hard. It is not always easy. It's simple. You can simply say yes or no and be a person of integrity that your yes means yes. Your no means no to you because you are your own priority. I want you to be your own priority. Anybody want to tell me how this is resonating with them today? I see all of you on here. I know y'all have some thoughts. I know every single one of you, because I see all your names here, have either lived this experience that your colleagues have shared. Shared. Okay, no comments, no questions, no hands raised. Go make it an, an amazing day. I wanna leave you with this thought that, look, it is not always easy. This is literally what I was just talking about with the Dale Carnegie thing. It is not always easy to just be your own best friend, your own lover, your own highest self, your own like reparent yourself. It's not always easy, but it is, it is the most worthwhile thing that you can do for yourself is to fall madly in love with you and, and take care of you like you've taken care of no one else in your entire life. And it is like a daily thing because we fall off the track. We fall off the train. We fall off the train because we're normal human beings and are like our habituated, right? So we have emotions, right? It, it's a, it's a chemical signature that our bodies become addicted to. It takes a lot. It takes a lot to change that. It takes a lot to reprogram our neural pathways. You may never have done that before. And the thing to have is what is your goal, desire, want, dream? And anything that is in the way of that, and for those of you who are listening on the podcast, I'm like holding, holding my fist up like I'm holding or holding in my palm of my hand my goal, my goal. And, and the, like my other hand, I'm taking it over and it's like a pathway, the pathway to the goal, the dream, the desire, the want. And nothing can get in the way of that. That's your work, you guys. That's your work. And it is not always easy because life happens and death happens and babies happen and moving across country and your husband gets sick or your dog gets run over or somebody gets fired or whatever. Shit happens. Circumstances happen. 
It's about not allowing the circumstances to derail you from your big vision, mission, dream. That's, I think, the work of like humanity. And again, it's back to either thing is a struggle sometimes. Either thing is challenging, either spinning out in your stagnation and staying still in your repetitive behavior and thoughts and feelings that have become conscious. So since they're conscious, it almost feels worse because you know they're there. You know you're what you're doing versus doing the work that's challenging and triggering, but growth oriented. Stagnation, growth. You get to decide. Both are going to challenge your humanness, your emotional state until they, till it, you know, it's like, that's why we call this stagnation. Some people call it the comfort zone because people just get comfortable. And then I'm like, is it really comfortable when you know it, you're stagnated versus over here in the growth phase, right? You grow, grow, grow. And then things are smooth for a while and you're like rocking and rolling. And then you're like, you want to grow again. And you're like, oh, I got to dive in. But like, what the hell do we have as options here? Do you want to be wrung dry and giving your best to the world and be, and have all your talents used up when your day is done here? Or do you want to have the thought, shit, I could have, should have, woulda? Like, these are your true decisions. No one else can make these decisions, no matter what kind of relationship you're in. And it's not always easy to put your foot down okay you can feel me pressing you because i know each and every one of you has something so big to share with the world and more importantly share for yourself so if you need some support around your intentional thought creation about default thinking post it in the facebook group and i will help you create go work through the results formula Go make it a great day. It is a great day. And I will talk to you all later. Bye.